Welcome to Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hi, yeah. How are you doing, Sam? I'm pretty good, thank you. I've uh, actually spent the last week playing a load of Magic. Awesome, cool. <laughs> which is, uh, considering we do a Magic podcast. Yeah, it makes, it makes a nice change. Yeah, I've been like, so Arena's now in open beta. It is, yeah, about time. So I've finally started to play it. Yeah. After swearing it off for <laughs> for however, however many months. How are you um, feeling? It's uh, it's it's fine. Yeah. It's just like it's easy just to sit and just sink three hours into it and just play loads and loads of games of Magic. Yeah. Um, and you know the quests are sweet, so you can build up your collection pretty reasonably. Mm, like debatable. I've already got like most of a. I mean, I've put some money into it. <laughs> like not buying the welcome pack is ridiculous because you get just like twelve booster packs for five bucks which is sweet um but like you know i've got like most of a i'm still playing guild gates but i've got most of a natural deck yeah um it's it's fine the interface is bothersome like my computer just won't run it if it's in full screen yeah and i can't tell why <laughs> like it's fine it's fine just like in a window by itself like sort of minimized yeah but as soon as i hit full screen it just starts lagging and just breaking uh it's it's okay Building a sealed deck was that took some some doing. Yeah, the user interface isn't the nicest for like doing any kind of deck construction at all, in my opinion. No, like I actually prefer Modo deck construction, like Magic Online deck construction, yeah. to real life Magic <laughs> like yeah. deck construction. It's just easier. Definitely. Um, and you think if they're going to bring anything over from Modo to Arena, <laughs> just be like, it's so easy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been fine. Like, I've, I've been playing it. Like, I've played a lot. I've been like playing, grinding a little ladder quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been fine. I don't hate it as much as I purported to before I actually played it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been sweet. Yeah, uh, I you know I've played it a little bit since it, it went on the the open beta, but I'm still not a fan of it at all, to be honest. Like. It's, There's a lot of work still to do. Yeah, like it's really cool that they are going to put codes in packs of some sort that yeah. you can redeem for, for something. Like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I thought the free sealed event with the um, pre-release pack was a really cool idea. That's something that I hope to do every single pre-release. Yeah, that was sweet. I was really looking forward to, like, after pre-release, doing a sealed event. Yeah. Um, and then I did it. Um, took me about half an hour to build the deck because the interface was so <laughs> miserable. Um, and then every game I played, my uh, arena just disconnected me for no reason. Yeah, that's not great. So it put me back in the game three turns later when my opponent had developed their board and I discarded three random cards from my hand. Oh. So um, <laughs> that wasn't great. And like, it, it wasn't my internet or anything. Like, yeah. Everything else was running fine, and then it would just like just disconnect me for no reason. I mean, uh, yeah, my, my sealed experience has been kind of completely different to that. I'm currently 6-0. All right, so, you know. <laughs> See, that's thing, it was alright. Like I got a, I got a March of the Multitudes in my in my pool, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, I got March of the Multitudes in my pool as well. I'm not playing it. But... Yeah, of course you're not playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, which spe- speaking of which, that is my one cons- like my one problem because I've not cast any other X spells uh, on Arena yet. Yeah. But casting specifically March of the Multitudes, the first time I cast it, it took me so long I timed out twice. Uh, yeah. Trying to cast it because you have to enter a value for X. So you have to count up the amount of lands and creatures you have to convoke it. Yeah. You have to put that number in as X by like by, by clicking um, plus <laughs> as many times, and then you have to tap all of the creatures you want to tap, and then it'll automatically tap the lands. Yeah. But it took ages, and it timed me out twice <laughs> because it took so long because I just couldn't work out. Like it's not considering like Arena's meant to be sort of user friendly. Yeah. Just that was so I lost a game because I couldn't cast much of the Yeah, it's not great. Um, <laughs> I, 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 cast my own I watched um, it was Saffron Olive, but a video up of himself timing out while he was uh, sacrificing treasure tokens to make mana to cast a spell. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Like I understand, like the whole, like it's a it's the same as like the rope in Hearthstone, right? Yeah. Like I understand why it's there, but there are so many things you can do in a turn. Like can you, can you imagine like playing the Paradoxical Outcome deck? No. On arena. No. It's just impossible. You can't do it. But that's a legitimate like was like a legitimate playable standard deck. Yeah. yeah. And you just literally couldn't play it on arena because it would just time you out in the middle of the game. Yeah. It's just all of these like small unnecessary animations. It's I, th- I think that's my my biggest gripe of it really. Like if you could just turn the animations off 
yeah, yeah. I, I would find it way more enjoyable. Like, I like the animations. Um, like, I like, you know, like, someone casting an Aurelia is, it looks amazing. Um, but, yeah, in terms of actually, like, trying to play some magic, <laughs> yeah. it's just obnoxious and takes too long. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, I've, I've, uh, Arena's still not great, but, I mean, I've been playing... It's great if you're playing an aggro deck. Yeah. If you're playing a deck where you just play things, pass a turn, don't have any instants in your deck, because, like... Just the fact that it has to stop you every time. Like, do you want to cast this instant? Do you want to cast this instant? Do you want to cast this instant? It's like, no. <laughs> it, it's just, it, it becomes annoying, so I'm just playing a like a, an aggro deck <laughs> where I just play a creature and attack my opponent. Fair enough. Because that's, that's easy to do. I can just like grind out like 20 games in, in an hour. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, 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 been, it's been okay. Yeah. I'm going to continue to play it. Um, I mean, it's it's sort of got me back in the mood for standard, like actually playing standard. Yeah, I think it's that thing for me. Like, I'll I'll probably treat it like I treat Hearthstone. Like, I'm <clears> never <throat> gonna put any money into it or get like massively invested in it. But mm. if I'm able to like draft for free on it, then yeah, yeah sure, absolutely. I'll do that. That's yeah, fine. and I'm planning to draft this set a lot. So yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, like it's I think it's gonna currently be my primary way for testing standard. Okay, uh, because I don't. Like I don't have a lot of time um, for like actually meeting up with the playtest group and like jamming games, yeah. and also that's normally a problem because we don't have a lot of cards between us, so everyone just sort of has a deck. Sure. There's only times you can, so many times you can like jam the same matchups. Yeah. And then I can't really justify like renting off mana traders. Yeah. So like I'm just gonna because you know I've got like a reasonable collection already. Like I've, I've been lucky enough to open like a reasonable amount of shock uh, hands and stuff. Yeah. So like arranging your ability to like. The other few standard decks, I'm, I'm happy to like use that as my sort of primary standard. It's better than not testing the standard, yeah, which is sure. what I've been doing up until now. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 been fine. Cool. Uh, Arena so, continues to be disappointing. Yeah. How did the uh, pre-release go for you? I went two-two. Hey. It was uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. I like I really, I really like the new set like yeah. a lot. Um, for for a multitude of reasons, but I yeah, so you opened a Selesnya pack, obviously. Yes. Um, my promo was oh what's the card called I can't remember what the card's called the uh, six mana plus three plus three plus three plus three plus oh plus... that thing that's like the ugliest ugliest templated card I've ever oh, seen yeah. ever I hate that, it that. I passionately hate it I know I said last week I kind of like was just <laughs> spent the whole episode being negative but <laughs> yeah. trying to be a bit more positive going forward but oh I, I hate that card with a passion yeah it's bounty of might yeah yeah, yeah. Um, six mana instant. Uh, I mean, that, that's the thing. How else do you say it? You don't be like up to three target creatures get plus three plus three because that's not true because you can make yeah. one creature plus nine plus nine, which I did to murder one of my opponents. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got that as my was my promo, um, and every time I cast it, they were like, "Oh, why is it templated like that?" It's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get your point. But um, yeah, I got a Trastani, which was completely busted. Cool. Uh, that card is j- just. Nuts and limited, yeah. Because <laughs> <clears throat> um, I mean, it's just an anthem, so you can just play it and just smash your opponent. And yeah. It makes two lifelink bodies, and um, yeah, I thought it's pretty sweet. Like, sort of loads the ground aggro deck with um, like I had like Siege Worm and yeah. the uh, Equestronauts. Oh Flight yeah, Equestronauts. Sure. Yeah, the the eight mana four five flyer. That card's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was sweet. Like, because pre-release normally brings out the sort of like more casual players. Yeah, definitely. So I saw some like, so I, I you know, I'm, I'm going in like having listening, listen to the whole limited resources, um, common on common set review, and like, oh, cool, and like listening to all these people talk about the spoilers and the cards, and like going in trying to build a busted limited deck. And then there's just other people who are like, there's one guy who just had two runaway steamkins in play. Sweet. Like well, I can't beat this. <laughs> just like just jamming cards and just attacking me for four, and they're making like a crap ton of mana. Yeah, it's really sweet. Like just had some nice interactions. Um, everyone else was wimping out when it got to like three a.m. <laughs> um, but then I had to be at work at quarter past six the next day. Yeah, so I just went straight from pre-release, <laughs> just like finished pre-release, shotgun the monster, then went straight to work. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so that was an interesting evening. Um, but I mean, that was the only one I did because I had quite a busy weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it, and I'm really excited to draft the set because the like the commons and uncommons in the set seem really, really fun. Yeah, it does look like it's going to be a fantastic draft set. Mm-hmm. How many pre-releases did you do? Uh, I only did two this time around. Only, only yeah. two. Only did two. Yeah, uh, I had 
I don't know, I had thought about like doing five and trying to do like one of each guild like every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the store that I usually go to for pre-releases were only running three events over the over the weekend, <clears throat> and the sure. other stores in the area were either at a time that I couldn't really commit to, or it was a two-headed giant event, uh, or they had sold out, so I just couldn't really make mm-hmm. it work. Uh, yeah. So I did the midnight one, which was like really sweet. I uh, mm-hmm. went for is it because like why wouldn't I? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Opened like what I thought was just like an average pool. Uh, opened a, a Niv Miz. It was one of my rares, and was like, uh, you know, it's pretty good, but that that casting cost. But uh, I don't know. I guess mm-hmm. I guess I'll just stick it. Is it? See how it goes. Uh, and then like the rest of my rares were like pretty decent. Like most of them were in color. So I had like a, a quasi duplicate. I had an erratic cyclops, and I opened a risk factor. And then my promo was Expansion Explosion. Sweet. So I was like, right, at least, you know, I've got like like five rares on colour. So I may as well just try mm-hmm. to force this as a deck and see what happens. Uh, it turns out like Niv-Mizzet is like just broken and limited. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts. Like when you're playing it with like Hypothesital and... Um, you, you know, like even like Is It Locket or like any of, any of the other draw spells really... Mm-hmm. Like radical idea, like draw cards, kill all of your board. Yeah, swing for five. I mean, I think there's a reason it costs triple blue, trip red, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I think wizards have definitely thought about that. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, it, it definitely like won me some games just by itself. So I ended up going going yeah four nil and like winning the event with the well yeah I mean. The way like sort of tiebreakers fell and the number of players in the event, I, end, I was like joint first, but I think I was like second in the standings overall because of tiebreakers. But I was undefeated. Sweet, awesome, which is cool. Uh, and then I decided to just like have Saturday off and give myself a bit of a break because I won the one on the Friday and I didn't get home till like five o'clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I didn't really play much Magic on Saturday at all. Like I played a bit of Vintage Online, but that was it. Mm-hmm. And then went in to do another pre-release on Sunday morning, where I chose Golgari, uh, trying to get that sweet promo Assassin's Trophy value. So you can sell it for a hundred pounds. Uh, not a hundred, like fifty, like yeah, that's what people are trying to sell it for. I've seen some some ridiculous pricing on Assassin's yeah, Trophy. Yeah, I've seen some people trying trying to sell it for some ridiculous prices, and I've seen yeah, some yeah. people sell it for less than ridiculous, but still kind of silly prices. Yeah. yeah, magic players. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so I, I didn't open an Assassin's Trophy, but I had like a reasonable Golgari deck. I ended up going two one one with that. I drew against Sweet. an Izzet player who had uh, a Ralzarek. Ooh, yeah, dirtly. Yeah, it was like the game three was like the most dirtly magic game I've played for a very long time, but it was really fun. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I did open a nice bomb in that one though. I got the uh, the big black mythic. What's it called? Uh, Doom Whisperer. Doom Whisperer. Yeah, five mana, six six fly and trample. Yeah, that card's uh, that card's pretty good. Yeah, I've, I've heard I've it being it, uh, described I've... as a, an EDH legal grizzle brand. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> EDH players, we're just morons. Don't don't listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> We say a lot of things about a lot of cards, and then a week later they're like, "Oh, that's fine." Yeah, yeah. Um, it's. I mean, it's it's worse than Razzaker. Um, it depends on the format, I guess. Really. Oh yeah, because at least this is this will probably see some play in standard. I've been beaten to death by it a couple of times yeah. uh, on Arena already. Yeah. Turns out the Surveil deck is actually kind of a thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I've because um, I, I sort of looked at Demir Spybug. Which is like sort of one of the linchpins of that deck. Yeah. Like okay, that's sweet for limited. Like if you force a spell deck, and then just like you just play a, play a spyberg and then just play a few reasonable cards that you would just play in a in a blue back deck in standard anyway. Yeah. Um. Like notion like notion rain and, and um the thoughtsies. What's the thoughtsies card called? The blue black uh duress effect. Oh, it is uh, thought erasure. Yeah, just like stuff like that, you just play it anyway. Yeah, and then you're just getting hit by a five-five flying menace creature. Yeah, true. 
Just uh, pretty good, but that, that next one's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, it looks like Guild is making a pretty big splash in standard already. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, I mean, you know, four sets have rotated out, I yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's bound to, but like, there's been a lot of... Cause we've, uh, we've just had a like the standard deck dump. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of a lot of uh, Guilds of Ravnica cards making an appearance. Yeah, definitely. Like A lot of interesting decks as well. I think, obviously, it's, you know, it's I guess it's not even week one of new standard technically because mm-hmm. it doesn't really rotate out until Friday. Yeah, obviously all of the cards are legal on Magic Online now, so we're seeing some quite interesting decks. Like there's some mono red decks, there's some Boros decks, there's, there's quite a few Golgari decks. We've seen like mm-hmm. Jeskai, we've seen Blue White. It's just kind of like anything and everything. Everyone's trying to mash together seventy five cards, and we've seen quite a few interesting decks sort of five Nelson leagues yeah definitely and it turns out Amara is actually really playable which makes yeah. me incredibly happy yeah, <laughs> absolutely um, yeah like I think this considering how how negative we were last week <laughs> um, I'm still I think all of those things aside like in terms of actually designing magic cards yeah they're still doing a good job oh yeah like this set is sweet and it's sweet from all they like there's cards that are exciting me for sort of i mean all formats really um like i mean assassin's trophy <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, it's just playable and i mean they also <clears throat> they also dubbed a legacy challenge and this deck's playing assassin's trophy yeah that, um did well in a legacy challenge which is sweet um and at night of autumn it is great yeah <clears throat> it's definitely one of the best cards in the set i think yeah it's really really good um I mean, just there's just some sweet cards because, like, obviously it's a le- it's legal on arena, so I've been messing about with like you know green and white cards, um, and cards I've been impressed by, like um, flower and flourish is sweet. Yeah. Like, so lay of the land is just sort of okay. Yeah. And then occasionally you just get to like plus two plus two your team and yeah. just murder your opponent. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited like about this set generally. Yeah, um, I'm still a little disappointed with the, the name and conventions of those cards. Oh god, yeah, it's. Um, People are still trying to work out. I mean, because I, I, I suggested, sort of, with, with tongue firmly planted in cheek, <laughs> that the word was before. Yeah. I know that's not right. No. There's... I had loads of people like messaging me, be like, "No, that's just wrong. You're an idiot. It's just and." I'm like, I, I, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> the, there's, there's no word. It's yeah, just. It's just. It's the first three letters of no, each word is the to... same, yeah, which is I really know. frustrating because yeah. it only works in English and doesn't work in any other language. Yeah. Good old wizards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with that. Yeah. Um, it's really silly. I think, yeah, that's the thing, because like, Ravnica's always sort of like the flavour set, right? Yeah, absolutely. You get some, some sweet flavour, some sweet design cards, and like some, que- some sweet world building. And just like, we kind of expected something, we always expect something cool on the split cards, and these ones have just been a bit underwhelming. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, like while the cards themselves are quite good, like, I'm finding myself struggling to remember the names of them because they don't have that sort of you know naming convention that those cards have always had like you know, breaking yeah. and entering fire and ice like that yeah kind like of thing. i was trying to i was trying to pre-order an expansion explosion yeah for my adh to x and i just couldn't remember the name of it it was like x something x something like i couldn't yeah, remember the, what the actual yeah word was. The, the mono red counter spell like <laughs> yeah yeah mono red counter spell um and then explosion like I, yeah it is is a little bit disappointing yeah like I, yeah, I couldn't tell you what they were. Like I could tell you sort of what they did, yeah. like what the colours did, but I couldn't tell you what their actual names were, which is uh, sort of, sort of a problem. Yeah, I, I think it's probably going to take me a little while to to get used to them, but you yeah, know, I'm sure them. I'm sure most of them are going to see quite a lot of standard play. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I guess speaking of flavour, yeah, <laughs> um, wanted to like. Because, I mean, everyone's done a set review, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, every podcast worth of salt has done some kind of set review for whatever format and, like, talked about the cards to death. So I imagine people are fairly bored of hearing about it. Yeah. Um, like, I've got some I've got some thoughts about the cards, but eh, meh. <laughs> so I think, like, just want to, like, talk about the flavour of the set because that's what that's one of my favourite things about Replica. Yeah. Um, whenever we go there. So we've got, like, ten cards that have just got some really cool flavour. Yeah. Um... That I guess we're going to talk about? Yeah, I guess so. I'd like to start with a quick on-roll mention, though, if that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to throw in probably my favourite card 
as far as like flavour goes for the set. We've got Hunted Witness. <laughs> yeah, true. It's a one mana one one. It's a human. Uh, uh, when it when it dies, create a one one white soldier creature token with life link. And it's got a nice bit of flavour text of he ferried weapons, spells, exotic animals, but his most dangerous cargo was the truth. A nice <laughs> art of it. The, the hunted witness, I guess, or wandering through the streets, kind of like, you know, head looking over his shoulder, the guy in a trench coat behind him. So I just love the flavour of it. Like, obviously, when it dies, in comes the one one white soldier, which is the Boros soldier coming to investigate the murder. Yeah. Uh, who wishes he hadn't because the Demir are now following him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he's uh, going to make an unexpe- unexplained disappearance. Yeah. Yeah, that is really, really cool. That, that's, that's the thing about, like, this set it's like they just they for some reason so there's something about Ravika that makes wizards try and be a little bit funny yeah um and like some of the art's kind of like cute or like humorous in some kind of way yeah and that just makes the whole play experience like a bit more enjoyable a bit more fun yeah totally rather I think than being the, like purely serious all the time the uh yeah the, the other thing to note about this card I think this, this is definitely my card of the week because uh <laughs> the, <laughs> I certainly ended up taking a lot more damage from this card than I uh than I intended to because <laughs> sure. for, for some reason I just I just wouldn't block it because I kept thinking it was Doom Traveller <laughs> I was like oh no like if I just block this they're going to get a 1-1 one, one flyer and then just yeah. then read the card after I'd taken about 6 damage from it and was like oh Okay, that's not that's not how that works. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a fine card. Right? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's probably playable in some limited decks. But I yeah, it's just just kind of like the flavor of the card that really really want me uh, really want to highlight there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and that's like I think I guess what we're gonna we'll do for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Um. So I I'm gonna start out with. Oh, Obviously, I picked this card. I'm really predictable. Um, so, the first card I've chosen is uh, Venardi Shieldmate. Cool. Which is uh, one in a Celestial Hybrid for a 2 2 with Vigilance. It's yeah, bad. I wonder why you've picked that card. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it, it was, I put it in my seal deck because it's a bear with Vigilance. <laughs> it's pretty good. But the flavor text in this card is uh, Celestial Soil is Sacred, and you're about to meet it with your face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, just thought pretty that was pretty good. Sweet. Pretty good. I love yeah. the. Uh, the, the big Selesnia mace that the dude in the, yeah, the card has really, as well, like it kind of looks like the tree, like it's yeah, really yeah, really cool. The, I just like I like I like that sort of side of Selesnia. It's like you know they're all the hippies and they're all like about unity and peace and being nice to each other. It's like no, I'll still kill you. <laughs> I'll, I'll still hit you with my stupid tree shaped mace. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy kind of looks a bit like Idris Elba. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's got that cool kind of peppery beard going on as well yeah exactly I, I always think it's quite I don't know I found it quite interesting that they put like a person of colour on this card yeah because I mean I don't know it just feels like all the depictions we've had of specifically Selesny before have just been like white people yeah white, white just... elves or white people or yeah. elephants yeah or, or <laughs> elephants yeah there are, there are more elephants in the um in the Celestia Conclave than people feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds about right. But yeah, I just I just thought, was, I thought I thought that was like a, a, a nice touch. Like, yeah, and I, I guess it's one of the things that what's you doing right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> inclusivity and sort yeah. of representation. Like, it's just nice. Yeah. And um, to have that kind of thing. So yeah, I just like like Celestia. You know, look, we'll be all hippies about it, but we're still going to beat the crap out of you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Slesnir have had some some of the nicest card art. I think in the set, like oh, absolutely. I think like some of the game. artists they've got to do like the Slesnir cards have just been amazing. Like I think like Niels Ham's just been killing it this set. Yeah, and um, I mean my favorite my favorite art in the set is um, Conclave Tribunal. Yeah, the lovely Seb McKinnon piece. Yeah, Incredible. which is Neff and Empire with the same art. It is, yeah. So I'm going to need to collect a playset of them, <laughs> <laughs> even if I don't bother playing standard. Which I will, and I'm going to play four of this card because this card is nuts. Yeah. But the art that card is just so amazing. Oh yeah, like, it's great. Seven is just so good. Um, but yeah. So next card, and this is um, a quote. This is attributed to Domi Rad, who we don't actually have in this set. Yeah. Because there's no gruel. There's no um, no gruel. Uh, but this is the flavor text on Street Riot. But I, I thought there was only gruel. There is not only gruel. <laughs> <laughs> there's no gruel. There's not even a single gruel card. No. Um, but this this uh, this flavor text uh, on Street Riot just sort of cements 
Grawl is the, the most punk guild. <laughs> uh, so it's, uh, they said obey and you'll be happy. They said you'll be safe, but we're not safe. We're not happy and we will not obey. Just, you know, yeah. the Grawl are going to fight stuff. That's pretty badass. It is. That's why I thought it was cool. Just like, and very, very Grawl. Yeah. Just not caring about anything and just destroying people and things and people. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the card is a four-mana enchantment that says as long as it's your turn, creatures you control get plus one, plus seven, have trample. Yeah. Uh, that's a very gruel card. It's not very good. <laughs> that's like, true. Is that a good card? Is that playable? Probably not. In any not. format? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I just, I just thought it was, it was I, I, funny, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's cool that you get to kind of see a bit of a, a snapshot of one of, you know, one of the other guilds as well, because obviously... There are ten guilds of Ravnica, but mm-hmm. say ninety nine percent of the cards in this set only show the guild, the five guilds that are in this set. You get to see like you know lots of snapshots of things that are going on in the city, but they are only only focused on you know the, the guilds that we have in this set. When we know yeah. that there, there's a whole <clears throat> other five guilds and a whole load of other things going on. Yeah, and I guess it's like trying to piece piece together some semblance of story because they still haven't given us any Ravnica story. Yeah, that's true. Um, and considering like sort of the amount of flavor on this card, like you can, there's a lot you can sort of work out from cards in the certain flavor texts. Yeah, um, and like the story story spotlight cards and stuff. And the fact that we haven't got any story yet is a little bit. Uh, oh wait, no wait, oh wait. I won't make another complaint about Wazzy. That's why <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Uh, but this, like, this also sort of suggests that maybe things aren't going particularly well. Yeah, well, perhaps. We, we don't know anything specific, so I won't wildly speculate any longer. Sure. <laughs> I kind of want to jump in next with a card that I really like. Um, I mm-hmm. think, to be honest, it was the art that drew me to it first. I think it's my favourite art piece in the set. Is mm-hmm. uh, Borders and Bats. That's not Conclave Tribunal. It's not, no. <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful Niels Ham art of... Uh, it's just a bat sort of flying through the air and there's some like, lovely like autumn trees in the background and a tower. It's incredible. But then the flavour text in the card is great as well. She says, uh, Bats are welcome to eat thousands of my pets. I have multitudes more that will ultimately eat the bats. From Azoni. <laughs> That's sweet. And I do love that. It, it's, uh, it's called Bartizan Bats. And then if you look at the card on Mythic Spoiler, the only comment on it is somebody saying, eat my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Just, yeah. <laughs> you just just happen to be inexplicably drawn to the, the card with a vague Simpsons reference on it. <laughs> yeah, Bart is on bat. It's great. <laughs> That's sick. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> just eat my shorts. Eat my shorts. <laughs> All right, okay. That's... That one standalone comment that's the only comment on that is much funnier than any of the flame, te- flame text I've picked out on any of these. Yeah, I, I, I wish I wish that. this I wish this had been the flavour text on Bardas and Bats now, like Eat my shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it says the word eat, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. close enough. Yeah, bats yeah. are welcome to eat thousands of my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to get somebody to do an altar. <laughs> <laughs> what, just about as about wearing some shorts? Yeah, and like, <laughs> you know, I just talked about how beautiful the art is, but maybe the art could just be altered to be Bart as, as the Nevermore Raven. Oh, that, <laughs> that would be sweet, Bars and Bats. Yeah, Simpsons podcast now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was going to happen eventually, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I think, have we mentioned how much we both <laughs> like the Simpsons on this podcast before? Um, probably not to the extent that I absolutely love the Simpsons. Yeah, I mean, we've made enough references to it with uh, with episode names, right? Uh, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bats and bats. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that. So, so, getting back to like some semblance of serious conversation. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, I like that it's a three-one. Yeah. Um, that you know will die to a black green insect token made by a zoni. Yeah. Totally. It's a nice, so, you know, nice flavor win. Yeah, she she has multitudes of little. LSV insect tokens yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweet that's a very cool one um, I have another one which is I believe the best flavour text in the set sure is it so better than is... my shorts <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not a flavour text in the set though, okay? true true that's just something you find amusing <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this is uh, Ornery Goblin sure which is a 2 man 2 one uh, uh, whenever it blocks or becomes blocked by a creature it does one damage to that creature that has killed me in so many games 
was like, oh, I'll just you know, I'll just block it with this uh, this life linking soldier token, and I'll trade with it, and I'll gain a life. It'd be sweet. It's like, oh no, 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 that's not how that works. Um, it does some damage to it, and then the token dies. Basically, has first strike. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the, the flavor text is. Nobody ever listens to my complaints, not even when I use the listening stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a picture of a grumpy goblin holding a stick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so, he's been doing that much listening with that stick, to be honest. No, I think it's to make other people listen, right? Yeah. Like, I imagine he's just hitting people with it <laughs> and shouting at them until they listen to him. The listening stick. Yeah. I mean, yeah, goblins don't listen, but they might listen. you might listen to a goblin if they hit you on the head with a stick. Yeah, I'm sure I would. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just I think that's just you know an example of how hilarious Ravnica is as a play. Yeah, yeah, that's just one of the things that I I do I do like that about it that they do get a little bit silly, but it, mm-hmm. it's also you know as serious at the same time as well. It just adds so much character to to the set. <clears throat> yeah, that's the thing, and like I like that, and I like when we're not just always sort of being focused on the gatewatch and focused on yeah. like. Here's the dinosaur world, or here's the Egypt world, or here's the whatever world. Yeah, it's like here's a grumpy. Looks grumpy. Like (laughs) here's here's a plane. It's yeah. It might have some things that you can you know relate to, like in real life things. Like yeah, there's a city, and you're you're aware of like groups and how different groups behave, groups of people behave and stuff. But like (laughs) apart from that, it's just like yeah. Here's here's a here's a you know a fairly unique world setting with like lots of interesting things going on, rather than Absolutely. yeah, this is <clears> Egypt <throat> but different. This is South America but different. <laughs> yeah, I mean that has uh, that's how it's been for a couple of years now. <laughs> for, for a while, yeah, yeah, it's really nice to get away from that and go yeah, back to like a, what feels like a proper fantasy setting. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's just it's so. It's so sort of unique. Like, it's, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just like a city, right? Yeah. But it feels like it's been so heavily informed by like by magic, like how what's he want magic to look, rather than just like here's a set that's informed by the existence of pyramids and pharaohs. Like, it feels like they're sort of. I mean, Ravnica is like sort of an invention of magic's own. Yeah. At being influenced by like other other factors. Yeah, absolutely. Which is sweet. Yeah, it's really really cool. Sweet. Do you have another one, or should I plough ahead with my many, many flavour types? <laughs> uh, yeah, another one I, I found quite interesting was uh, going back to kind of like what you mentioned before with uh, with Gruel. Was mm-hmm. the uh, the Rubble Belt Boar? Mm. So it's three in a red for a three-three boar. It's a creature, uh, and as a battlefield target creature gets plus two, plus zero until end of turn. But mm-hmm. the interesting thing about it is the flavour text, which is. Some gruel druids believe that boars are spawn of the great Ilhog, the mighty Ray's boar, who will one day rise and level the city. Could that foreshadowing. Be, yeah, yeah, could that be a little bit of bit of foreshadowing? Maybe, maybe sometime fairly soon we'll get a legendary boar. That would be sweet. Yeah, I would build that commander. <laughs> a legendary pig. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, knowing what's it, it'll just be like a throwaway flavor text that won't actually have any consequence in later sets or it, there'll be like the commander the c- commander card next year like oh dude <laughs> <laughs> try, yeah. you can try get Here, here's the tribes that nobody asked for here's balls no, and beebles and yeah. be- uh, beeble tribal yeah <laughs> uh, the thing the problem with that though is that they'd have to print so many like original cards yeah <laughs> true. for that set to make that remotely play um <laughs> The Ilhag, the mighty Razebore. Yeah. I mean, I hope that's a card. It sounds really cool. Yeah, just like a big boar just coming to mess stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does look a bit... I mean, the picture, like the actual illustration on the card looks a bit simicky. Yeah, a little bit. Like, it's got like a green glow to it, and it's got like... I mean, sort of almost like eldritch sort of protrusions from the face. Ah, oh, could it be Emrakul? Oh my god. <laughs> I... Sincerely hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think it looks pretty gruel to me. Like it's standing up top of some rubble. It's got some massive horns, mm-hmm. and the the green glow is actually just the stench from living in its own filth. Sweet. <laughs> it's yeah, gruel through and through. I think. Okay, sweet. Uh, I really hope that that is uh, like confirmed canon. That that green that green smoke is just how bad it smells. <laughs> At Mark Rosewater. 
How bad does Rumble Ball, <laughs> Rumble Ball, Ball smell? Definitely, definitely send that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Just how bad does it smell? That's what I want. That's what I want. I want the scent of Ravnica. Yeah. <laughs> I want like I want the. Um, uh, the next set to have like in the produce pack just like those little scratch and sniff things yeah it's like this is how the Orzhov smell oh there's a design for un- unstable two or four or whatever whatever we get if we ever get it just activated ability scratch and sniff yeah yeah literal <laughs> activated ability yeah that seems that seems too silver border for silver border now yeah <laughs> I mean unstable was very sort of like very black border as sets go yeah, uh, like I, I don't know. Design. I don't know. Like you could get a little spiky with it, but it was. I felt like it was very silver bordered. Like I, I think, like obviously, we we'll leave this discussion for like a future episode where we do like an un episode because mm-hmm. I have so many feelings about the unsets. Like I absolutely love them. Absolutely, yeah, I I also love them very much. Yeah, they're great. But uh, yeah, that's for another episode. I think. Scratch and sniff. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm in. Yeah, we called it first. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so my my next palette is Sworn Companions. Sure. Which is two and a white for sorcery. Create two one one white solitary creature tokens with lifelink. Cool. Uh, this card's really good. I played it in my sealed deck in a pre-release, and it was great. Yeah. Uh, you play it through like uh, Gird for battle. Yeah. And just two lifelink, two 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 lifelinkers, and they just you just gather. But the flavor text is uh, the trouble with use these days is that in outright defiance of their elders, they refuse to be bought. <laughs> Can't laugh of the Coast Council. <laughs> See, now, that makes it... When you read that flavor text, you're like, oh, you know, they refuse to, you know, do certain things or think in certain ways in exchange for, for goods and money and yeah. stuff like that. But because it's Carlisle, it's just like, no, they refuse to actually be purchased. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, in exchange for money, they will control that person. <laughs> just very, very awesome. of. And I like, I, like what we were saying about, like, uh, the Domi Rod, like, flavor yeah. text, like, just having these little flecks of other yeah. builds. Um, That's it. Like, there aren't many. I kind of would have liked to see more, but the ones that they do have are, are very good. Yeah, they're just, like, sort of imbuing the, the flavor. So this is just, like, you know, um, like a guildless card. Um they like doesn't have a watermark or anything. Yeah, um, and you just get to put like just a, like a sort of fun throwaway little text on it that just like you read it and you're like, oh, that's that's funny. Would be better if I'd actually laughed, wouldn't it, rather than just like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think like stuff like that's just I I just think it's very good. Just they get to just flavor text are where they get to um, sort of solidify the the characteristics of of characters or of, yeah. like guilds in this in uh, in the set like it's really it's, it's really cool yeah definitely yeah. there's um, another one that i quite like in the set that uh, features a nice sort of Ozob foreshadowing as well and that's veiled shade mm-hmm. two and a black for a two two it's a creature it's a shade you pay one and a black and it gets plus one plus one till end of turn flavor text on that one is i sang songs of sorrow for my lost love imagine my horror when one night they were answered <laughs> that's milana Ozob prelate that's sweet yeah and then the yeah, like the the um, the art of the card is just like sort of like it's veiled in sort of smoke that makes it look like a like an actual veil, like yeah. a wedding, like a wedding dress. Um, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like an actual nightmare come to life. Yeah, I th- I think it's really cool. Like, yeah, I, I yeah to reiterate, I would well, I would have liked to see a few more sort of snapshots of like the other guilds, but. Yeah, I think they are, they have been done very well. Like the very few that we have. Yeah, it's just like when we when we find out like you know what the what the big bad is in the set, and like what's going on, what the what the big story is, and like you know what's going on with Bolas and stuff. Just to like cast a thought back to uh, to Milana yeah. being haunted by a dead wife, <laughs> <laughs> just like coming back to life, and you know stuff's going on. There's a big battle for Ravnica, and there's just you know someone being chased around by a shade in a veil. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's just I, I like that. There's just like there's stuff going on. Like there's things to to care about, and not everything has to be like in the like has to reference the big sort of storyline of yeah. the set. It's just you know they live in their day to day lives. It's just their day to day lives are slightly more harrowing than us. <laughs> just <a bit. laughs> or feature more listening sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Uh, my next one is just I think outside. Just my favorite card in the set. Sure. So we have Affectionate Indrik. Yeah. It's uh, 5 and a green for a 4-4. Four, four. It's a beast. Uh, when Affectionate Indrik enters the battlefield, you may have a fight target creature you don't control. Uh, first of all, why does it say you don't control? That doesn't matter. That's not important. Um, 
<laughs> the flavor text is uh, the problem isn't Indrik's enthusiasm, it's Pravnica's lack of guardrails, which <laughs> in itself is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> and the second one, the art is like, you know, a big Indrik trying to like be affectionate with a person and just like rubbing its head on this guy's face. Yeah. And uh, knocking him to his death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite uh, favorite thing I've seen with this is where somebody took Fatal Push and stuck the art from Affectionate Indra in, into the frame <laughs> <Yeah>. for Fatal Push. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Fatal Push. It yeah. is. Yeah, he's just falling off the you know because of Avrantika's lack of guardrails. Yeah. Um, I just really like this card. I think it's very funny. I think it's genuinely quite cute. Yeah. It's like in the in the art you've got like you know the little cats just sort of milling about like rubbing up against the Indrix leg. Um, and you know the injured just wants a hug yeah. just wants affection just wants to be you know just wants some pets and just you know <laughs> accidentally murders a guy <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's why it shouldn't say creature you don't control yeah because <laughs> an affectionate injury wouldn't be affectionate to opponents yeah would it it'd be affectionate to your own things and it would just randomly kill one of your things yeah maybe yeah that, that might have been a slightly more interesting card I think when it yeah, enters the battlefield, it fights another creature. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure exactly how you would template that wording, but yeah, something like that. Fights target creature. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, then you've got, like, you know, there's cards with Enrage and stuff, and, like, you know, there's, like, I mean, it's not going to be good, but there's, you know, there's there's synergies there. Yeah, true, just, true. And you could have it fight itself. Yeah. <laughs> or something, I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, too excited to give a hug to someone that it just, you know, yeah. fell off. It's affectionate, but it also has a has a deep internal struggle. <laughs> well, yeah, it's because, you know, of all the murders it's accidentally committed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that who killed the guy on the, on the first card you mentioned? It's quite possible, yeah. <laughs> affectionate Indrik. Yeah. And the Boris, the Boris soldier is now just being stalked by an Indrik. Yeah. And thinks he's being stalked. By the Demir which... Guild, but the Demir Guild don't actually exist. It's just an Indrik. It's just an injury. Just yeah. Hug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this card's sweet. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to get this in foil because I just love this card. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's sweet. Cool. You got another one? Uh, yeah. I think my next up for me is probably Generous Stray, keeping that, that theme of cats there. Oh yeah. So, yeah. The art on that again is fantastic. It's a lovely little cat, and it's, it's brought you a gift, uh, which <laughs> kind of fits in nicely with the the card itself. When it's about a field, you draw a card. Mm-hmm. But then the flavor text is that. Uh, Cats place their gifts of care so that a bare foot will step on them in the middle of the night. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, if anybody out there who has lived with a cat that likes to bring you gifts, uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm not alone in having stepped on some of those unpleasant gifts. Was it ever a lizard? Uh, not to my knowledge, no. As is depicted in this art. Yeah. <laughs> I think my, my favourite thing about this art specifically is that like the lizard's hands are like on its chest yeah <laughs> like how a person would be in a coffin <laughs> it's like like it's died very peacefully i mean that's um, a, it's a pretty must be a pretty good cat like lizards are fairly swift yeah like it's gonna take some skill to catch a lizard absolutely um i mean i'm just <laughs> like the look on the cat's face just yeah. so much <laughs> <laughs> like, i brought you a gift why aren't you like jumping for joy <laughs> um I actually saw there was a I can't remember where I saw it but the, the artist for this was actually auctioning off the original yeah the original yeah I saw that yeah um, oh, I really want to own that yeah I don't have like five thousand dollars or whatever it went for for a picture of a generous stray yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, also this card's just good by the way I guess we should just imbue occasional actual constructed like well not constructed but like actual competitive magic yeah, knowledge sure. this card's really good um uh, like you want it in your Quebec deck yeah I, I liked it in my Golgari deck because obviously drawing a card is the best thing you can do in magic and yes. also like when it just chump blocks it helps the rest of your deck out because you're making all of your your overgrowth creatures in, you know do things sorry your undergrowth creatures do things absolutely like it's, it's a three mana one two that just like it properly blocks all the soldier tokens that are bound to be about in this in this format yep um, it can just jump block and then just be in your graveyard for undergrowth, and it's just a dog that can just convoke out your bigger spells. Yeah, it's um, great. I really, I really like this card. Everything about this card, it's, it's nice when the sort of fun, like, cute cards are actually sort of playable. Yeah, definitely. Um, which is nice, because normally, like, certain cards you're like, oh, that flavor text is really cool, but I'm never going to play this card ever. Um, but this one's actually sweet. Yeah. Uh, I love this card. <laughs> sweet. Uh, 
my next one I mean there's not a lot to say about this this, uh, this flavour text in particular it's just quite amusing so it's a gruesome menagerie yeah. three about black for sorcery choose a creature card with convert mana cost one in your graveyard then do the same for creature cards with convert mana cost two and three return those cards to the battlefield uh, I imagine someone will break this at some point uh, the flavour text is variety is also the spice of death <laughs> so yeah, variety, it's great variety shop. Uh, that's just that's just funny. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like you know, it's like a horrible. The picture is horrible. <laughs> of just like you know, sort of zombie hands of different races, just like in a putrid sort of mess of decayed flesh. Yeah. And the guy just like it's also the spice of death. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that's one of the things I like um, about it. It's just that it can be as horrible and disgusting as you want. And they, they can still put a funny flavor text on it. Yeah, uh, I just thought it was very a very Golgari card. Yeah, which is why it's surprising that it doesn't have a Golgari watermark on it. Yeah, that is true. Um, I guess it could be assigned to like, uh, yeah, I don't know, like maybe Liliana has something to do with it. So it's kind of hers. Yeah, no, it should have a Golgari watermark, really. Yeah, like it's it's like the the art is very much like Golgari because it's like sort of mulching flesh. Yeah, bringing it back. Dead things, which is very Golgarian and fits very well with undergrowth specifically. Yeah. Um, and then the quote at the bottom is attributed to a Golgari shaman. Yeah. But you know, that's just me. Just you know, thinking about how magic cards should be designed. <laughs> Have you ever thought that maybe we're just like massively wrong about everything, um, and there are reasons why they do all these things that we're just too stupid to understand? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you might say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Have you got another one? Uh, yeah, another one I, I quite like. Uh, again, just like it's not really kind of like I don't know, funny, but I, I think it's quite favourable. And it, again, I think the art is one of my favourites in the set. Is there uh, Midnight Reaper? Mm-hmm. Two and a black for a three-two zombie knight. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, Midnight Reaper deals one damage to you, and you draw a card, which I think is pretty sweet. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the art's amazing. Just this sort of Grim Reaper style cloaked figure on the back of a horse with a big scythe and a couple who were cowering under a bridge sort of beneath them and the flavour text is, is just I mean, it's just really sort of fits the art piece quite nicely just uh, no one welcomes his visit yet all must grant him a tribute yeah that's sweet it's just very like very firmly within sort of the fantasy realm yeah I think that's really sweet um, yeah that's that's like we're saying like one of the nice things about Ravnica is like it, it's sort of purely fantasy yeah absolutely and they're not trying to fit in any sort of like they're not trying to fit in like like a South American Aztec theme. Yeah, <laughs> like you were saying, they just like just get very very much just a zombie knight with a scythe and a horse. Yeah, but it, really yeah, cool. but at the same time, it absolutely just fits the flavor of the thing, and it, yeah. yeah, it just just helps add so much character to the, the plane. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's like it's such a simple like in terms of designing like like not necessarily like the actual mechanics of the card, but just like designing a card called Midnight Reaper. Yeah, it's just very sweet. Yeah, um, and it looks very Ravnican as well like it, uh, it's the kind of card that you could like uh, it's a zombie knight it's called Midnight Reaper you could easily just imagine that on like Innistrad or you know any other plane that has like spooky stuff or zombies or whatever yeah but yeah you, like you look at like the like the clothes that the figure's dressed in they kind of look like, like, like Ravnican and it's not like you know like an overly like grotesque zombie and there's no like tentacles sticking out of it or whatever and it, yeah, it doesn't particularly look like like you know too much of like a like horrific sort of creature, or a demon or whatever. Uh, but it still kind of remains that kind of human look to it, like something yeah. that you would you know potentially find like a, like a weird fantasy city. Mm-hmm, definitely, that's really cool. See, we were being so negative last week, but we love we love this game and this set. Yeah, I I yeah I absolutely love the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was said with the trepidation of someone who has other feelings on the matter. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the game. Yeah, yeah, I do. I absolutely love the game. But you know, yeah, yeah. Sure. Enough, enough said about other things that come with the game. Yeah, let's. Uh, I'm going to move on to, I guess, my last one, which is fairly fitting, which is the big boy himself and Pervious Great Worm. Yeah. Seven green, green, green. Yeah. Right, sixteen, sixteen with indestructible and convoke. Ah, this card upsets me. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> um, I mean, the flavor text is the ultimate answer to intrigue and subtlety. <laughs> it's just a massive, massive one crashing yeah. through the sea. <laughs> um, I just think this. I just think it's very funny. Yeah, I just, it is. You know, 
just you know when everyone else is trying to do like interesting things and like the Daenerys of ailing and you know the Boros are mentoring their students and they're just like no, I have a big worm <laughs> just going to destroy everything with this massive worm um, what is your what's your specific beef with this card outside of buy box promo or is That's it just my specific box promo pre- yeah it's my specific beef like there just shouldn't be exclusive buy box promos and I mean, like not, as, as long as long as there is I just kind of want people just to break them just to make a point so I, I mean, think that's kind of my aim, just like for like for this sort of standard like attempt to like break Impervious Great Worm by playing it in like a reanimator deck. It's not. I don't think it's playable. I mean, if you get it in your graveyard on turn one with Stitcher Supplier and then like reanimate on turn three, then it's probably playable. It's indestructible. Sure, but... It's sixteen sixteen indestructible. It's pretty it's good. Not, doesn't have trample. It doesn't. No. Which Thankfully, is... I think that would have been too powerful and it definitely would have seen some play like one way or another oh, if, it trample, like, yeah. if it was indestructible and trample like yeah that's, that's just ridiculous yeah. yeah yeah there's a reason it doesn't have trample but like I think that literally makes it basically unplayable yeah I think my my favourite thing about this flavorfully is this is now the biggest creature in magic <laughs> yeah I just like that it's bigger than Emrakul. Yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah. I, I think I think that's that's one that one of the things I dislike about it. Really, like a decimator of planes. It's big. Yeah, it's a decimator of multiple planes. Mm-hmm. A legendary creature, like the, the biggest of the Eldrazi that we know of so far. Well, I guess mm-hmm. it's not technically the biggest creature. Like it's not Marat Large. Sure, but um, I guess printed on a card. Yeah, true. But even then, like Marat Large, like you know big old massive monster yeah living under the ice for we assume millennia yeah and then just you know just it gets eaten by a big big old worm yeah <laughs> this big old massive worm which has the Selesnia like it's wearing like a Selesnia helmet <laughs> right I always thought that because we had that with um, so we've got like uh, what was it Autochthon Autochthon worm yeah for original Ravica like the 15 mana 9 14 <laughs> um, and like Armada Worm and the others the other Siege Worm and yeah <clears throat> yeah and there's the uh, the instant card that makes worms from Return to Ravnica yeah but, anyway the, with the big worms in Selesnia how the hell do they put helmets on them yeah <laughs> who's it making worked, these helmets <laughs> exactly like destroying cities and it's like oh we'll just put a little lovely tree logo on there on the top <laughs> of this massive worm's head with all yeah. its teeth and its two like whose whose job is that? Whose <laughs> whose job is it in Ravnica to make like massive helmets for worms? Yeah, probably probably a goblins. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the Celestial Conclave, they don't have goblins. Yeah, probably an elephant then. <laughs> if anything happens in the Conclave, it's an elephant did it. Yeah, <laughs> just probably just you know just a loxodon, you know. Yeah. Uh, making the helmet, yeah. The, I, I, that, that's my real question. And I know I meant to suspend my disbelief because it's a fantasy world. Yeah, yeah. But everything else, like you know, I can, I can believe magic and you know all these spells and yeah, like yeah. A, a worm with teeth, fine, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. fine. Yeah, but who's but, making a big helmet? Yeah. And whose job is it to put the helmet on the worm <laughs> without getting immediately swallowed whole? Like yeah. that's not. I don't know. How do you train a massive worm? With, I, I could go on this tangent for. I was. True, true. It's a great one. <laughs> Do you have any more flavor decks, or is that going to be how we leave it? Uh, just yeah, I think last one for me will be Thousand Year Storm. Yeah. Four, one blue, one red. Uh, enchantment. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy it for each other instant and sorcery spell you've cast before it this turn. You may choose new targets for the copies. Uh, I, I think this card is kind of like garbage and not really playable in any format but yeah, the art is second. incredible the mm-hmm. art is beautiful the foils are amazing like, yeah. I'm probably going to pick up a foil one just, just because it, it just looks lush absolutely lush yeah. but then the, the flavour text it is a story spotlight but I think the flavour text is definitely important Yeah, it's uh, Roll Storm Crackled with Mystical Detections Planeswalkers were infiltrating Ravnica Da, da, da. Yeah, that's some uh, massive foreshadowing. Yeah, well, it's just a gatewatch, right? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I mean, we know Baldus is coming. Yep. Um, but I don't know. It's probably just a gatewatch. Yeah, I mean, we know that there are other planeswalkers as well. 
not yeah, just that's true. Like, not just the gate watch or or bolus. You mean there are planeswalkers outside of the gate watch and the cobalus? I don't believe you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Johnny's got his, this nice little story circle with um, with Tamio. Oh yeah, true. Narset, yeah. Oh no, yeah. I, I was I was maybe having it up for comedic effect, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just you know we just have the gate watch and Nicobola sort of shoved down our throats yeah but I just assume that it's going to be them yeah I mean it's it's definitely going to be them but I think it might be a couple of others as well like given what we've seen uh, for like the Ravnica novel like we know that Kaya's probably going to turn up she's oh. in the art and then there's like a like a brand new planeswalker as well that we don't know who they are oh that'd be sweet yeah. oh, imagine if uh, Kaya took over the uh... yours of yours of yeah it's a ghost assassin yeah assassinates the ghost council oh dude yep that's yeah I, 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 if I had to put money on it like Kaya's gonna be in the next set that would be so sweet yeah that'd be so cool and yeah she just kills kills the ghost council and becomes the the leader of the of the of the Ozov. yeah maybe oh that'd be sweet or maybe she'll right. just join the gate watch and oh god know, make some new friends <laughs> along the way no, I reckon she'll be controlled by Bolas. Yeah, I reckon the Ozov are going to be like. Ah, uh, she's not. I don't think she's controlled by Bolas, given I think what she, we've seen I, on on the artwork. Uh, for the I, the novel where she's sort of stood alongside Gideon and Chandra and the new Planeswalker. No, uh, that's disappointing. Yeah, I was hoping that like, the Ozov would maybe it'd be like in Bolas's pocket and like he would be one of the guilds that he'd like control to try and take over Ravnica. Yeah, but she's just going to be a goodie. Oh, as I'm saying. Well, I guess I guess cool. she's a mercenary at the end of the day, isn't she? So maybe she'll maybe she'll do the job if Bolas can provide what she wants. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and Bolas has probably like got something to offer, right? Yeah, we'd assume so. He's he's a big, you know, omniscient, omnipotent dragon. <laughs> he's probably got you know enough money to <laughs> pay off some planes. Or yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Right, this card is not unplayable, how dare you? <laughs> Just uh, to go back to what you said about this card. I think it's terrible. Uh, it is obnoxious to play with, by the way. Yeah. So I proxied up some um, some good Ravnica cards for uh, EDH night on Wednesday. And there um, we go, that's, there. that's, <laughs> yeah, that's why right. this card uh, is unplayable. <laughs> quite you. <laughs> um, keeping track of it is so obnoxiously annoying. Yeah. Um, and just like having to resolve all the copies. and like So I, I got it up to about six. Sure. It's so like the, the sort of Thousand Year Storm count was like six. Yeah. And then I cast a mystical tutor. It's like, sweet, oh, I'm going to resolve like this and I'm going to, you know, set up the top of my library and like do some sweet win conditions. And then realize that you have to, you do it and then shuffle between everyone. Yeah. Because you search for a card put on top of your library and then you resolve the next copy where you have to search your library and yeah. shuffle it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about that. So there was me like looking all giddy for about five minutes, just like searching my library for all these cards. <laughs> it's like, you have to shuffle. Like, Oh, my bad. Um, also, it's really hard to like put a win condition together in that situation. Yeah, <laughs> because you just like have loads of copies. So you're like, okay, I'm going to cast this draw spell to like dig deeper to my library, and then realize you have to draw like thirty cards. Hmm. Is, um, uh, is brain guys illegal in commander? Yeah, that card sucks. Not when you've got a thousand copies of them, making all of your opponents <laughs> draw a thousand. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, you can. There's like there's loads of extra spells. Yeah, yeah I'm, sure, I'm sure I could do that, but like. I like building a deck without win condition. Sure. <laughs> I'm just going to fireball everyone. Yeah. Um, Seems there's, good. Still, there's, a, there's a deck here, right? Uh, <laughs> sure. I can't remember what, what episode I said it on, but there's, 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 a, there's a deck here. Like, uh, Gutter Snipe, Archmancer, Radical Idea. Yeah. Maybe. There's, Maybe. There's a, there's a deck. I just, I just think it's terrible. And you just, like, lightly strike everyone out of the game. Mm. I say everyone, your opponent, because we're playing too <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, and we're not playing brawl. So, um, yeah, I think this card's playable. I respectfully disagree, but I guess I guess time will tell, right? I guarantee there is no respect behind your words. I like, give it six months' time, and I'll, I'll be storming off of it. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. It's the kind of stuff that you love. I can't imagine. That, I can't believe that you're not just like trying to break it. That's it. Like I like storm, so. Mm. Why would I want to play this bad card? Because it gives all your spells storm, Joe. <laughs> it gives your counter spells storm. Uh, maybe. Yeah, but Fluster Storm does that yeah, anyway. But, yeah, but Spell Pierce, right, is legal in the format. Yeah. And you can turn it into an a, like effectively oh, Fluster a Storm. Fluster Storm. Yeah. Exactly. Now we're talking. 
Exactly. <laughs> just like basically Flusterstorm, but slightly better because you have to pay two, and it's non-creature, not just instant or sorcery. Yeah. See. Uh-huh. Oh, the cogs are the cogs are turning now. Exactly, and you've got like iron eyes, you know. Yeah. A thousand copies of iron eyes on the stack. Sure. Count loads of spells and just kill your opponent. Hmm. Quasi duplicate. Yeah. Mission briefing. Yeah. See. Maybe. <laughs> See? Maybe. I knew I'd get you. <laughs> <laughs> it was the uh, yeah the spell pierce foster storm that did that definitely does it for me. But uh, that's, that's the thing you can tell. Oh, maybe I'm gonna have to brew. Right, so you, like you make your storm count like loads, and your opponent goes to count one of your spells to stop your combo. Yeah, and you get to like basically fluster storm it, but yeah. better. Yeah. See, maybe. <laughs> and maybe. then I'm going to cast a night orb and blow up your thousand year storm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I went on a little bit of a tangent about thousand year storm. That can't be had a. We'll see. I don't <laughs> think it is, but we'll see. We'll see what happens yeah. to it. Yeah, I'll be watching sure. it closely. <laughs> Sweet. I think it's just a flavor set. Like any any like flavor text you read in the set is going to be like cool. Like all the all the flavor text in the guild gates are awesome. Yeah. Um, and just like it's nice, like sort of piecing some kind of like piecing the world together through yeah. all these flavor texts. And they don't all have to be like the ridiculous overarching story. They can just be, um, you know, what's going on in Ravnica and how the world exists. Yeah, I am just really looking forward to finding out more about the next set and definitely, definitely intrigued about the third set as well. And yeah, I, as, as much as I feel kind of indifferent towards like the whole Gatewatch thing, like I really love Nicol Bolas as a character. So I think it's going to be interesting to see anything involved with him. Ravnica is just such a fantastic plane. Like, you know, we've hopefully proven through today's episode talking about all you know the different flavor texts and all the just the cool interesting things about the plane um mm-hmm. yeah so it's it, it just i just think it's going to be great like the story going forward right so the gatewatch right yeah do you reckon they turn up on ravnica and just like protect all the guild gates uh maybe i mean they, they have to watch the gates right yeah, the, the gate, the gate watch. Yeah, that's going to be our legacy, isn't it? As a podcast, just awful, <laughs> awful magic puns. <laughs> yeah, probably. the gate watch. They they watch. They watch gates. They do. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So I think that's about all we have time for this week uh, on our devastation. <laughs> if you want to get in touch, uh, tell us about all of the cool things that you like about Ravnica. Uh, that any cards that really stand up to you that we've missed out like do you just disagree with Sam that Thousand Year Storm is actually a terrible card and even though uh, you know one mana strictly better Fluster Storm would be cool it's just not worth it <laughs> get in touch you can hit us up uh, on Twitter we are at HWFDcast or on Facebook we're facebook.com slash HWFDcast or just send us an email to HWFDcast at gmail.com you can get at me on my personal Twitter I'm at PeachGardenOaf that's O for FNF or just hit me up on Facebook, um, Joe Loudon. I'm, again, probably the only Joe Loudon in magic groups, and I'm in pretty much all of the magic groups on Facebook. Right, right. next week's episode, I'm going to check. That's going to be the top of the show. I'm going to yeah. check whether there's any more Joe Loudons anywhere. Sure, sure. Uh, um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Sunil69. Nice. Oh, who was it that said? Someone, uh, someone was telling me about, like, they can't, here I can't, I can't remember you can just cut this bit out I'm going to do it again it was, like, it was an anecdote that I've just misremembered massively um, yeah you can follow me on Twitter at snail69 nice that's going to get more and more delayed every time uh, or on, on Facebook uh, uh, just Sam Neil just I'll argue with you about anything there's been a uh, yeah I've argued with a lot of people recently <laughs> I'll argue with you as well just come and find me on Facebook <laughs> sure <laughs> <laughs> awesome thanks again for tuning in uh, it's again we are approaching the second hour God Pharaoh has returned as we'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation
Thank you.